When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Footballistic the Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. Sidekick Psychic Josh is here. Even though, let's be blunt, let's be upfront about it, you did not attend yesterday's glorious 4-0 triumph because of your devotion to your new wife. Is that right? Is that correct? Is that fair? I'd like to think the devotion was there pre-wedding as well. What I would say is we had a few activities booked in before this got moved to a Sunday. Mm. And I thought it wouldn't be the best thing to to cancel it. So I've watched uh, the game pretty much in entirety back. Pretty much? Wait a minute. Bit of fast-forwarding, you know, you can't... I can't wait a minute. You know, when you know it's... Did you fast-forward through the really boring first half? Well... Large chunks of that first half now, which... um, Well, you're going to be even more positive. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I did miss it, I'm sorry, but... uh, And you were even kind enough to to do an invite to see what it's like in the upstairs, in club level. come to come to club level, yeah. I hope we'll do it at a different time. But you enjoyed the game? Very much. We'll, we'll talk about that. We should, we've already heard Alan. Alan Alger is here. Um, last time it was here. just the two of you. This is a, yes, very this enjoyable. Is two more yeah. people now. Last time, last time was a special one-on-one. Um, like one of those classic East Enders two-handers. Yeah. Matt, that was yeah. that was the whole point. Yeah, we wanted to. Re- I wanted to recreate in Arsenal podcast form the Ethel and Dot two-hander. Fantastic. Of whenever the fuck it was. I mean, I was about to make up a year, but I thought no. Um, yeah, and I feel like we did live up to it. Yeah. Who was Ethel and who was Dot? Obviously, he was Dot. Um, obviously, I'm Ethel, yeah. Um, and Matt, Matt Mason is back. That's the voice of Matt. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. I'm calling you music journalist. I That's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Did you actually, did you, you edited Q, didn't you? For, yes, yes, I did, yeah. I mean, not many of us can say that. The Q, the world, one of the world's most influential ma- magazines, I would say. I think they used to call it the world's greatest music magazine in those there kind of immeasurable <laughs> yeah. adjectives yeah. that you can legally say without being taken off the shelves. Exactly, so. exactly. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with a quote. Um, I don't know how the extent to which you all monitor the the after match press conferences and you know what they say in the mix zone. Do you religiously monitor? Oh, so I've watched Arteta's press conference okay. in full. The one okay. he gives to the written media. Okay, this is a quote about Arteta from one of the players. I don't know if anyone. So you probably. I mean, Alan. Alan does his homework. I mean, Matt probably does seven as well. No, no diss. <laughs> but anyway, a player said this. I wouldn't say he's strict about Arteta, but he knows what he wants 
And when it is not good, we know that as well as we are playing shit. He is a good coach. Do you know who said that, Alan? I don't, actually. Uh, who did you get? Do you know, Matt? Yeah. Oh, Matt knows. Do you want me to say? Yeah, go on. No, no, no. Get, get, you can guess. Uh, Mustafi. Okay. No, do you know? Josh, you want to guess? I don't know. I'd maybe guess David Luiz, but I don't know. No. Matt, you can reveal. Lacazette. Lacazette. Mm. Alexander Lacazette. Lacazette well, yes. I don't know if you saw in the, in the full Arteta press conference that mm. he, he gave afterwards. His pretty much final statement was being asked about Lacazette and leaving him on the bench. Yeah. And he, he used, the phrase, used the phrase, he's been working his balls off yeah. in training. It was a very, which was a nice way to end it. Yeah, and it was quite a, um, quite a sweary, if you, could, yeah. if you include balls <laughs> as a swear word. It was quite a, uh, a kind of uh, bold um, series of press statements, yeah, press conferences and interviews. But anyway, so we should, let's go right back to the, uh, the beginning of yesterday afternoon. Of the match, the the team, the team. I mean, it's the first game after the long um, winter break, where they were mucking about in Dubai with camels. I personally was very pleased about the whole. I think the winter break is a good thing because I, I can't get enough shots of our players <laughs> on camels, near camels, feeding camels. Are you very into camels? I just think the whole thing was amusing. Yeah, it amused me a lot. Yeah, that they that they you know that someone's there going, someone from the social media team's going. It, we're in Dubai, let's find some camels, and it'll be brilliant and it was inherently funny. And it kind of was. They, on Twitter and social media, they were like tagging like a travel company. Uh, I didn't see that. Might have been a little commercial maybe. Oh, arrangement. Maybe. You see, that's, you've always got your commercial head on. Absolutely. Oh, well, it might have been just Contra. You never it, know. Maybe Contra. Give, us, <laughs> yeah. give us a few camels and yeah. we'll give you a tag on True. Instagram. <laughs> anyway, so we first came back after all that, and his team selection, I'm saying I was shocked. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting Eddie Nketiah to play out front, for example. I think we all thought maybe Lacazette would be, would be rested, dro- slash dropped, and maybe Martinelli might come in, blah, 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 blah. And also, Sabayos playing, no Torreira, and Guendouzi not even on the bench, which was confirmed, by the way. Um, this is another crowd. I've got another crowd before did I allow refuse, anyone else to speak. Did he refuse to go on a camel? He might have refused to go on a camel. Have you seen a picture of him on a camel? No, this is a very interesting quote, by the way. This is a really interesting quote. This is what Arteta said of not picking Guendouzi, others are training better, behaving better, and are more applied to deliver on the pitch. I mean, that that sounds like a text I sent to the parents of my (laughs) under-15s, like explaining. Behaving better. Stop press, Guendouzi was on a camel. He was on a camel. I mean, it sounds like too many camels. Yes. Spent too much time on camels rather than the training pitch. Yeah, exactly. Is there an argument he wasn't taking the whole camel riding seriously enough? (laughs) No. Because this picture seems to show him being very jocular about the whole thing. Pepe behind him looks a bit more into it. Yeah, right. uh, Probably a lot of health and safety regulations. Yes, you're right, you're right. He's not obeying that. It's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Because, I mean, we can talk... Hey, first of all, what did you think of the general team selection? General team selection yesterday, very surprised. Not surprised to the extent I was annoyed in any way. Just thought I just sort of trusted him to know the fact that, obviously, they have been away. He's had more time to work with the players. There's obviously part of a plan to pick a team for Olympiacos as well. And... I thought it was good. I, I think one thing you just noticed as the game wore on, and I'm sure we're going to come to that, is that maybe Torreira not being there meant that, that Longstaff had more of a, an impact on the first half than he probably should have done, uh, his quality. But other than that, no, I couldn't really argue. Matt? Yeah, no, exactly the same. It was a surprising team selection, but it's not like, you know, these days I can say, well, we can put this 11 together and definitely win the game. It wasn't, you know... Mm. Any eleven he puts together, I've, I've got some doubts over just because the nature of some of the players. But um, I, I was really surprised that Enketia started with um, 
Aubameyang out on the wing. And I know the way that Xhaka and um, Saka played, um, essentially Aubameyang moves inside and you, you're yeah. almost playing with two number nines. Um, but they're, they're two very similar players and I, I just feel like if you're going to have a centre forward like that, then you put Aubameyang down the middle and Martinelli comes in. Yeah. yeah, there's got to be something in that he persuaded Nketiah that he wants him around the club. Mm. He pull, pulled him back from Leeds and didn't let him go out to various other clubs that were interested in him, not only in England but some abroad. And therefore, he potentially feels that he owes him minutes and he's been training brilliantly to start him a little bit of a surprise. But of games that you might look at starting him, is this one that's more likely than others? And then perhaps yes. What I really liked is the fact that although he missed that clear cut chance. The fans applauded him off. Oh, when he hit the bar. Bellerin came... Well, it's still a miss. No, no, I was saying the one where he hit the bar. Oh, Is that the one you were referring to? He was just checking to? that you meant that Oh, one. sorry. Yeah. He wasn't having a go. <laughs> no, no, because you, mean, you <laughs> meant the one he hit the bar. Um, he was on the edge of the area and... Uh, edge, edge of the six-yard box and had an open goal and he... Yeah, he did skim the bar. 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 It, it, was, it was coming. Oh, it was coming in really quick. Yeah. But sorry, I actually, I probably wasn't really even dwelling too much on the chance itself, other than the fact that obviously he didn't score. Yeah. And he was mm. up front. Mm. And it could have looked like he was part of some kind of problem there. But I don't think he played that badly. And if you're not going to be able to play him at home against the team that are going to finish in the bottom half, then when are you going to be able to yep. play him if, as Josh said, you've told him that you're going to be playing uh, for the team? But he got clapped off the pitch. And I think. That was positive, and he seemed to be really grateful for that. I don't know if you sort of saw the way he applauded the fans, and then obviously Bellerin went up to him, and I think he came off the pitch knowing that even though he didn't score, he at least contributed yeah. in some way. Yeah. And, think, and we've got to get that attitude. That attitude has to be there from the, the crowd at the Emirates. It really does. What really impressed me about him was, I think, either shortly before or shortly after the miss, um, down at the other end, he miscontrolled a dropping ball and gave away a needless corner. And I think yes. a lot of players at that age would have gone into hiding at that point, but I don't think he did. Mm-hmm. He kept his head up and kept running. Yeah, yeah. he seems very confident. Yeah. Arteta was furious yeah, at yeah, that, he by was the way. He, that, yeah. sort of, he kicked the ball the way that he would want it to be kicked. He did like, he yeah. mimed kicking it yeah. straight yeah. after that. But the, the, the bigger kind of, um, I thought the bigger kind of a surprise wasn't so much Eddie being picked. It was that you, you, don't, you, you rest like a Z and you still don't put Aubameyang in the middle. Yeah. You mm. still keep them out wide, especially in the first half. I mean, the second half, that was the tweak, wasn't it? The big tweak, which was to bring them closer together, to have more of a two-split striker situation, which immediately improved everything. But initially, and did you read the, I think The Athletic did a piece, I don't know if you saw it today, where they followed like, um, Aubameyang through the entire game. They literally mm. just watched Aubameyang from even before the game, through, through like, you know, um, uh, on the pitch, um, oh, right. the yeah. warm-up. All the way through to the end, even I think even they followed him to the press area or whatever. Just for, and it was like, and in the end, I mean, I, I mean, I thought it was an interesting thing to do, but in the end, they kind of they kept saying, you know, he wasn't that effective in the first. So a lot of the ball in the first half didn't necessarily track back. You know, did some, I, a couple of really good defences. I thought he was our player of the first half. Well, I thought I was he was man say, of matches first half. I saw you tweet that, and I thought you did had a really good game as well, Jeremy, and, and was doing what he was. But I guess the big their, their point was the, the point of this article was, isn't it weird that we've got one of the best out and out strikers in the world, yeah, and he scored like I think only um, uh, only um, what's his name at Liverpool has scored more goals since he arrived at Arsenal in that period, like scored forty seven yeah. I think many goals, 
and we're playing him essentially out wide. And that, so that, they were kind of saying, maybe, is he frustrated by that? Now, my feeling is, is that I don't think he's that kind of player that, that is going to get frustrated as long as we're winning. You know, and if, if he's, especially if he's scoring, obviously yeah, he scored the first I'd goal. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I think, I think that is, is his attitude. Yeah. And you can te- and do you know what? I think, actually, taking that a step further, I mm. think that that's what's hindered him. Because I think Arteta knows that he will do all that yes. dirty work yes. defending. Right. And maybe there's not another player that he trusts to go on that side yeah. and do that because my my tweet at halftime was almost lamenting the fact that our striker was the player of the first half but only for the fact that he was defending really well yeah which is just a weird thing yeah but when Saka was off, that was point, injured he was in the, he was left back effectively yeah, wasn't he yeah. for, for like he cut few. out so many balls he won so many cross cross field headers yeah he knew exactly where to be and again Arteta standing right there, twenty yards away from where he did all that in the first half. You're almost thinking Arteta's going yeah. to carry that thought process through yeah. and say, "Well, actually, who else is going to be able to cut all those balls out and do that?" And he's hindering himself maybe by yeah. doing it. But I think he's got the perfect attitude to actually just yeah. go in and do that anyway. But is it perverse, Matt, to have because because for all this period when he's been with Lacazette, at least the whole whole theory was well to incorporate both of those two. He's, he has to play out wide because Lacazette, Lacazette's much more natural. But, but he didn't even pick Lacazette yesterday and he's still out wide. Do, do you think that's ridiculous? And, or, or is it justified, especially if you're going to end up tweaking it a bit and then winning 4-0? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's in the context of, as already mentioned, if he's made promises to Enketia, then maybe this is the game that you know you give Enketia that chance and mm. leave um, Aubameyang out there. I'm of the mind that we need as many wins as we can and you, you have to go out. If Aubameyang's playing 90 minutes, then playing where he's most effective through the middle. Did you feel leaving yesterday that we are now about to go on a run, that it feels different? We've had this break. Yeah. Because, yeah, I did, yes, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, because it could well, have I've been, been different, that, couldn't it? It could, been it could have been when Max made a post and mm. they had a chance they really should score. It's suddenly a 2-1. I don't know, it would have... What 4-0 was flattering, but, right? Is that unfair? Of course it was. It was definitely flattering. Yeah. And I mean, the mere fact that two of those goals were in the last whatever minutes of the game. Injury time, yeah. But it was like, completely flattering. But I still think that, I think that this was more of a reflection, because I've been saying for weeks, I think Arteta's had really bad luck. Like, I think he's had, there have been definitely been games that we should have won that we drew. I mean, low, you know, a few, not, you know, and that we're drawing and drawing. And there's been individual errors and mistakes. There's been VAR decisions. I just think you can make a case for the fact that that was more... Like it, and that was maybe we were slightly more lucky than unlucky yesterday. I mean, you could say yeah. they hit the bar, didn't they? Or the post, post, Sorry, they the post yeah. yeah. Um, I knew it was something, and um, but I think, but I did feel that I, I felt like the second, I think the first half we were as mediocre and disappointing as we have been through most of those drawing draw games that we've drawn in recent yeah. times, and then he sorted out that particular. Slight change, and they all said they were more aggressive and there was more energy in the second half. And I just thought there was, they were bold. I think he reminded them because that thing about our attack has been the, 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 the inability to play a bold ball and to constantly pass it back, you know, and to kind of be scared of a bold attempt to pass the ball either through the middle or, you know, and we're doing lots of long balls, but in the end, they didn't seem that bold. Whereas kind of trying something slightly more challenging where you might end there's the danger that you give it away or it's cut out or whatever and that suddenly in the second half they seem to all remember that he must have been drumming that into them because they did it more they just did more of that didn't they? I thought, thought generally they were more midfield balls I thought Ceballos had a, had a pretty good game yeah. you know, made, made a lot of passes in the middle which Some, I think we're missing in recent times something, something definitely happened um, yeah. around, at half time 
you know, obviously we just dominated from the off of that second half. They didn't really get any kind of footing at all. Yeah. But I think, as I sort of said at the end of the game yesterday, I can't remember the last time we've put two two halves together. And I don't mean... I mean, no team, even even the best teams, don't dominate for a whole 90 minutes. But what I mean is two halves where you say, yeah, we were the best team that half. We were the best team mm. that half. Um, I think even even the United game, where, which was the previous very good game, home game, mm. there was one half there where that was pretty much 50-50. Yeah. And it wasn't conclusively us being the best team in that half. And that is Arteta's next challenge. I just, I just think that this, this, this Everton game is a little tricky at the weekend. Oh, it's hugely tricky, I'd, isn't it? I'd, they're yeah. on a massively. They're on a yeah, really I'd, good. I'd, I'd rather get over that because Newcastle, they've not been taking their chance this season. They've not actually been creating many good chances either. So they've had a lot of possession mm. and just been sort of not really impacting on getting crosses in or getting through the middle and taking shots. And we saw that yesterday. Uh, I know some people don't like XG, but their, their XG things are pretty low, even in games that they have high possession for so even giving them that sort of head start of being a bit um, off our game in the first half it didn't kill us too much because they don't really finish their chances sure. and, and, and do as much well you, well, you can say I mean, we're, we're eight unbeaten which, which it doesn't feel yeah. like that no it doesn't no, no, the, 22 the 22 didn't with, no, with, with yeah. Emery did it really until and it yeah. got towards the end and everyone was using it as a figure so you look at the games coming out we, we go to Olympiacos Alan will know the betting better than me, but certainly across two legs we'll be comfortable favourites. Oh, very, very Are we favourites to even just win the we'll game be, on we'll, Thursday? Yeah, we'll be favourites over there as well. Favourites win the game. Everton are home favourites to win the game. Olympiacos are home favourites to win the game. We might benefit from this Man City game being postponed because they've got the League Cup final yep. against Aston Villa. We go to Portsmouth, huge favourites. West Ham at home will be favourites. And we go to Brighton and Southampton. Is this all along We're just on a real run where we, we are. there is a real potential here to keep this unbeaten run going that you know just in a way that if we went to man city and got beat as you'd expect it might just halt, halt this run and i'm quite excited about this run of fixtures yeah, we've got to, now. to be alga like for a minute though didn't we have this sense of optimism kind of a couple of months ago when it felt like we had a quite well, a, quite a good run of we, matches and, as we, well. and we drew too many we, we drew, drew against yeah. Sheffield united at home and i mean know, i agree i kind of agree Burnley, i feel like i feel like yesterday was a game the second half i think the first half as well, we have to acknowledge the fact that defensively they're pretty good, aren't they? They, they they're like they're, you know they're set, they're solid. There's a solidity to them that we yeah. found I think difficult to deal with, particularly once the players they played a line of five. Yeah. It was really tough to to, to get to get anywhere with yeah. it. But after Arteta that, had said to be patient. That was what he said in his post-match press yeah. conference. That it was going to be all about patience yeah. and getting the ball wide. But, then, but my, 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 I think the reason why the end of the whole thing, apart from winning four 0 is a brilliant. I mean, that is our best result, literally, isn't it? For like. Yeah. What, how, over a year or something like that? Um, a long time. long time. Yeah. And also, everything that I wanted to happen, happened in terms of, like, Azette came on and scored, and that was, like, a beautiful moment. Um, or Bamiang scored. Um, uh, Niketia was given a chance, and he did perfectly well. Pepe Saka was really amazing. Good. Pepe played really well, thank you. I knew that was another thing that wanted to happen. Pepe had one of his best games. And, the, and, you, and we won, and it wasn't nervy, and we didn't have... I mean, there was part from a couple of moments they could have, they could have scored yeah. Newcastle, but it did, I was never that nervous about it and, it, and we didn't end up drawing, and we won, and there, everyone was thrilled. And I feel like that's why, because all of those things happened, that's why I feel like I'm even more optimistic than I might have been. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it, I, I felt it was a really strange game in the sense that you can look at it, it was two bursts, um, a quick burst to get 2-0 and a quick burst right at the end yeah. to make it yeah. 4 and it didn't feel like a 4-0 hammering no. in that respect. But what encouraged me as I walked away was there was just a sense that 
they started to feel with those last two goals, other difficult things are coming off now. Yeah. You, know, you could see Ozil, you could see Ozil with Saka's like that little one two they did at the end. Ozil's like, yeah, you can play, you can play, right? Come and play with me, we'll mm. do this. And mm, yeah. you could feel things slotting in. And I, I, my concern is that I think Ozil had a very good game yesterday. Brilliant. Yeah. Helped by Ceballos. Yeah. But I don't think that midfield pair is going to find it as easy against other teams. Definitely no. not. No, as, as I said earlier, Longstaff, he was dominating the two of them because he is a tough, you know, hard-tackling player and he had outlets all over the place. Almiron was coming to help him and he's fast, isn't he? I mean, he, yeah. he touched the ball in front of him and, and got ahead of two players that had head starts from Arsenal a couple of times yesterday. Um, so I'd, I'd have probably rather had Torreira in there on Longstaff and then it would have killed their out ball. He might have dominated a bit quicker. But, again, I think you have to say that Arteta must have a plan. He must be saying, well, you know, I, I want to see Sabayas and, and Ozil work out. And the game to do that is at home against the team that are, you know, chipping goals and, um, and definitely going to finish in the bottom half. Um, I, I like coming away from games where you sort of could give one of five players man of the match. Mm. And you could, it could have been Ozil yesterday. It could have easily been Pepe. Um, could have been, and it was Saka, Saka wasn't it? Yeah. In the end, um, very cute with his man of the match, sword, didn't he? Yeah, great. Well, I think that, I think I, I totally agree with you. That I think Saka got. I mean, that the nutmeg because mm. it kind of it was like a double nutmeg. He nutmegged that player, but he also got between two of their players. Yeah. It was like it was like a, a, a glorious. It was, it moment. was a lovely clip. With, was it Jamie Redknapp? Yeah, after the game, yeah. showing him his clip back. Yeah, and he sort of looked at Aubameyang for yeah. like almost yeah. approval, and he went, "Whoops." <laughs> Loved that. Absolutely yeah, was, loved that. It was fantastic. But of course, the story today has all been about him getting a new contract. Mm. Um, but I guess that's you know, natural if he's going to start. He's a first team, you know, he's more than just a squad player at the moment. He's, he's been, you know, and even when we have left back options again, you'd think we need he's going to get plenty business, of game time. Those business decisions need to be correct because, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm not a fan of the way Gazidis run the club alongside all the things I've said about Wenger. I mean, Gazidis, you know, you could do a whole pod on him and the, the mismanagement from him. You mean mm. giving players the wrong deals? Giving the players the wrong deals. Wrong, yeah, the, the wrong players, the, the wrong deals at the wrong time, Yeah, quite often. And just not understanding the way, th- the way things should be done and just not having that business acumen. And I think, I think actually United are seeing it with another guesser and that's, that's Woodward. I, th- I see Gazidis and Woodward as yeah, like the kind of middle managers I've worked for sort of 10, 20 years ago and you can see them and they're absolute guessers and they get found out. He's getting found out at AC Milan, which is, which is mm. a good thing as well. Um, so these things need to happen now and there needs to be someone there that's doing that correctly because that is a foundation for Arteta because in four years' time, if that's not done, it could be the kind of thing we sit here moaning about Arteta, but actually it was more to do with the fact that like, those little things weren't done. And, and, you know, I'll concede a little bit to, to Josh and the Wenger and things like that. Wenger did have to operate under that and he had to think about that and all those things that were going wrong. But I feel like Arteta won't put up with that kind I of hope so. competence. You know what I mean? I, I hope feel so, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm... Uh, I you know, I don't know what was in Arsene Wenger's head all those years when Gazidis was, I come, mm. you know, was was fucking up and doing making yeah. ridiculous decisions. But I feel like I don't. Well, he f- employed him, didn't he? I mean, yeah, right. He employed, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, and I think this is different. I feel like now, 
I mean, I'm hoping that that the, the back that team is better as well. Generally, the, those people in the hierarchy. Yeah, and I'm not saying all the, I'm not saying all those decisions so far have been perfect. But yeah. I feel. But bottom line is, if we don't sign up Saka on a, on a pretty long term deal, then it would be embarrassing yeah. and terrible. There, there was an article a couple of days ago in the Mirror about Marcel Lukasen. Not quite sure on the pronunciation, but he's our head of Arsenal's. He's Arsenal's coach and player development from under nines to under twenty threes. And he had this quote about Saka where he where he said, "Let me just get it right." He said Bukayo Saka is the best example of what we want to ask him. He has the potential to become one of the best three wing-backs in the world. And I really think Arteta can help in that process. So this is a guy who's been looking after the mm. academy for over 18 months now. And he's singled out Saka as the biggest hope at the club, basically. That's that, I mean, all of that is music to everyone's ears. And again, as you say, Arteta needs to lead that. Because, you know, I've been there. I've been down at Underhill when they're talking about, you know, J. Emmanuel Thomas and people like Chubarak, Pom and players like that, as if they're going to be the next big thing. And, and the right people are saying the right things about those players and then absolutely nothing happens. And, you but know, we, the difference we had... here is we've seen Saka play Premier League football and been good. Uh, yeah. With oh, Emmanuel Thomas and... Uh, absolutely. And never really saw it. Absolutely. They but, would just be Carabao Cup players. But we're in a situation now where those players are getting the game time because of the situation we are in rather than trying to complement that situation, which is a massive difference. We've always said it before, especially in defence, is you can't chuck a young centre-back in to go and make mistakes in 10 Premier League games on the trot. Your season is over because he's made all those mistakes. We're in a situation now where actually we've got a bit of free-hit football. I know this fifth place is a, is a slight thing now that we can, we can aim at because of the fact that uh, City have, uh, have been suspended. So fifth might actually be hanging out there as something that we can latch on to just a question with the bookmakers when you're doing Champions League qualification is it you're really betting on the top four no, right? yeah so that's yeah, why you'll always four. see it as you'll always see it listed as the actual finishing position rather yeah. than the thing you get for finishing there just in case and anyone that's gone early on Man City winning the Champions League next season void bet uh, that market's not open not open no no it only opens when right. the final ball's kicked at the, the City are favourites for this year right yeah four to one favourites yeah yeah, yeah. So, what, to win the Champions League? To win yeah. the Champions League, yeah. 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 They're rated higher than Liverpool. If they played Liverpool at a neutral venue now, right. uh, City would be favourites, despite everything you see out there. And I'm sure every punter in the world would think that that was absurd and try and sort of mm. back Liverpool for the game. But mm. it, the ratings at the moment have City slightly higher. It's really embarrassing for UEFA Just... if that happened, and I'm not saying they can influence Oh, yeah, because you qualify... Directly of, of winning it. Well, just well. the idea that the UEFA have charged them with breaking their rules already, and essentially this this team yeah. breaking the rules, going on to win their prestige yeah, competition. Yeah, because so far they haven't they haven't they yeah. haven't cut they haven't shown anything, have they? Really, was the they got to quarterfinals? Did they last time? No, semi, semis last year. Oh, semis, oh, sorry, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, uh, not, sorry, no, that not was quarters. Tom, that was, that was quarters, quarters, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, but they've been in the semis, haven't they? I think they've been in the semis. Anyway, but 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 I think but that right now that fifth place is absolute reality, isn't it? That's what happened. That's what will happen. It's it's a shame everyone else has picked out. While there's an appeal going on. Oh no, no, of course. What I'm saying is, if if it comes to if they don't win the appeal, and um, I did see one journalist very firmly today saying he absolutely does not think they're going to win the appeal. Looking at the evidence. Um, it, despite them having them the best lawyers and all of that yeah. in the world, then it does go to the to the fifth. Yeah. We, we don't get one fewer entry in no. the Champions goes League. To goes to Sheffield fifth United yeah. current. Is it Sheffield United? Uh, top? Sheffield United. Yeah. We're in we're in that position. Yeah. yeah. My suspicion is that I think it was Rob Draper. His his Twitter feed is very good on how the CAS don't 
mm. view Man City very well. And also the example... The court of arbitration for sport. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And also the example of Galatasaray, that in a previous settlement, you have signed this saying you understand the rules. So, right. yeah. you know, that is yeah. not a defence. But I, there's yeah. still room for City to time their appeal so that, you know, they can enter next year's competition. So... But- is there, but can they, can they, can they do that? Yeah, Surely apparent, we have to apparently it's different from a transfer ban because a transfer ban is a factual thing as in like you can improve your um, squad straight away. So those appeals never hold, held over. But I did read something that said if his entry into a competition, obviously it does have to start with you in it because if you won your appeal, it'd already be gone by the time you... You won your appeal. You would you right. would have been in it already, <laughs> right? So I don't know whether that also means taking that a step further that they could be in it top of a group and it goes to the Christmas break and actually they just get thrown out anyway halfway through a season. I don't even know right. if that's possible. Right. You mentioned that J. Emmanuel Thomas and, and Chibrapom. Yeah. There was actually another name that I was reading about on the BBC Sport website to do with this story, and that was Omar Ritza. Yeah, if you yeah. remember him. So actually. Um, it's a good article on the BBC Sport website for those that, that want to read it. But basically, he has been involved in a 10-year battle um, with uh, one of the Turkish football clubs, Transonsport, who was playing um, and basically went against the ruling and had to go to the court of arbitration for sports. Actually, a precedent that has set in his case that's only ended in the last couple of weeks um, could be something that, that Man City call upon in their case of arguing who should be the, the, the body looking into this. So... Uh, um, Omarita there getting an unlikely uh, reference on BBC, uh, mention, but BBC another one, Sport. <laughs> another one, yeah. Is he now a youth coach at Watford for those wondering okay. where he is? Yeah. Yeah. I, we're gonna, I think we're going to stop talking about Man City now. Much as, I'd like, much as I'm enjo- <laughs> I am very much enjoying their, their fall from grace and, and all their fans desperately trying to pre- somehow defend... Like, I, I'm going to talk about Man City now. But in general, the principle... If it was us, like, I was thinking this the other day, if it was our team in that situation, I genuinely don't think I'd be militantly defending the richest people in the world from running our club badly and, and clearly cheating in a... Co- I was like, why would But some Arsenal that? fans would. Some would. I know some would. But I don't know if, I think that's your do you problem. Think the majority, like the but seriously, do you think the majority would? Because I think that, like, for example, I think we're fairly critical of our owner and we have been for yeah. years. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like we... We don't hold our owner in any great sense well, of admiration. Do. I mean, they do. Sure, to, because to he's, he's literally... He single-handedly enabled them to win the league constantly yeah, yeah. and win... But... You've got to stand back and... But I think that's the okay. difference. I think okay. that's genuinely the difference. Josh is making a edit cuts now because you've... You, you, no, I think it's time for the break. Have you been annoyed at me banging on about Man City? Absolutely not. I'd be glad um, to discuss this we, further after the break. We will talk about Man City more. No, we won't. We'll talk about Arsenal more after this break. And we're back from the break. I did want to talk about that Gwendouzi thing. So the fact that he, not only has he dropped him, not on the bench, but to, out, to go in public, that is an unusual move, isn't it? That's not something, I don't know the, when the last time an Arsenal manager clearly expressed a problem I with do. a player. I do, Ozil. Oh yeah, all right, that's true. Emery was, yeah, Emery I mean, Emery making very similar comments, really. But did he say... Did but he... that's different with an older player to me, mm, because okay. I think the line's already drawn with an older player. Here, yeah, I don't quite. And did he? Did, was he? I don't think it was this explicit about Urso. I think with Urso, it was more. Implied. I see what he does in training, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and the, and the, and it was also he said the club as a whole took the decision yeah. to not have him in the squad. But this is like that was implied. Yeah. I mean, that was more Freddie behaving him. better. He said yeah. he talked about his behaviour. I mean, and also Guendouzi had been like a constant pick yeah. by yeah. the last two managers. Eighty games 
Could you believe that 80 games since the start of last season? I do believe when it. When Doozy has taken part. He's an absolute part. given. Incredible, I'm, isn't it? And I've incredible. always, to be honest, like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm I've always thought he has issues as a player. I don't know what you think, Matt, but he always kind of runs, slightly runs around like a, like a maniac and mm. incredibly hardworking and, you know, energetic, but slightly lacking in what you need in the, uh, what we need in our midfield. Yeah. I have a friend who says that my opinion of Gwen Doozy. Uh, I was quite into Guendouzi at first, and he used to say your opinion of him would be twenty percent worse if he had short hair. And <laughs> That's he's kind of a showy player. Yeah. He, he has a dynamism that we perhaps miss from the team. And I, I've kind of watched him a bit more closely, and, and I, I've kind of revised my opinion. I think he's still very raw. Um, he makes some bad decisions, and and the way I look at him now is, I think the way the club has to operate, there has to be some buy low, sell high. Mm. And looking at that squad, I was thinking, if there was one player I'd like to sacrifice, who I'd like to come on and then sacrifice in that manner, it's perhaps Guendouzi. Yeah. Rather, you know, I would like to keep Saka. I would like to keep Martinelli mm. at the club as long as possible. What about Ceballos? Because Ceballos had, a, you know, was been injured for ages. Had his had a really good game. I think he'd had to come on and not done that brilliantly. He came on in the last game, didn't he? Before the break, and did yeah. pretty well in that game for about ten, fifteen minutes. But his, his, he, I think he had about eighty-five passes yesterday and about. Like completed about eighty one of them. Well, so he, really he good and stats. Ozil, he and Ozil were just doing the simple things really, really well, which enabled the forwards to just do exactly what they wanted, and that's why the goals came. But I think he had a couple of passes in me for the, that we haven't been doing in recent times, though. Yeah. Like just you know, you know, not slightly more, slightly better than you know the five yard sideways passes yeah. that happen a yeah, lot yeah, with absolutely. I think Torreira and Xhaka. Yeah, I mean Xhaka actually did. Get involved late on and he did, did his customary yeah. <laughs> play the opposition in, which, you know. But would you keep Sabaya? Would you want to keep him after this loan period ends? Would you? I don't know because I think we've had the Burnley game, what, second game of the season? Yeah, yeah where he was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. came yeah, on, was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fantastic yesterday. Yeah. But there's been a lot of middling <laughs> yeah. performances. Oh, in absolutely. Um, I just wonder, yeah. I mean, Ramsey's available. Oh yeah, I and mean, we're sure about that's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, people, were, I never, I never thought. By the way, I'm not. This is again. I'm not trying to realize, I never thought Ramsey was going to do that well away from. Well, like, I didn't either because yeah. I don't rate him as highly as uh, no, you do, that I do, level. But no. I still would have him back. Yeah, I, I think I'd have I, him I'm, back as well. I'm, I'm there with him. I yeah. mean, I'm not I'm not saying he's awful. Never saying he's awful, but I, st- I still would have him back. Yeah, so, I think he could uh, be yeah. a better option. I just wonder with Ramsey and Ceballos, what would they cost, and can we really afford that? In that, well, I think area. Ramsey instead. I was thinking, or, or do you mean? Oh no, no, the either, difference either between the two. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's. I think that's going to be difficult. His top knot uh, yeah. hairstyle. Oh well. yeah, I'm not sure about the top knot. Expensive. He didn't need to have that top knot. He didn't have the top knot before, um, did he? That was a post winter break top. We talk about another Spanish player go on. from yesterday. Oh, I know what you're going to say. I know yeah. what you're going to say. Here we go. I think, I think controversial Hector Bellerin attack. Here we go. I, go I, don't, on. I, I don't think. I, I, Genuinely, don't think it's controversial, and um, and again, I, I think when you talk about Bellerin, you really have to separate those absolute idiots that don't like him just because of his lifestyle, and think that that is his somehow fashion. a reflection of the way he plays. You mm-hmm. know, you got the, the the a lot of idiots there that are attacking him because of the way he is and the way he acts in life. Yeah, but then you got the opposite side of that with the people that really love the way he is as a person. And then can't separate that from the fact that maybe you should just give him a nudge on the footballing side. Mm. And yesterday, the first half yesterday, he made many basic errors that you would not expect from a defender of a Premier League football team. Um, and a few that, that were so basic that I just don't know how 
we can call him uh, a top class option as a right back. I, I genuinely would be up for selling him if that's if anyone was interested. And I don't think there are. And there were all that all that talk about Barcelona and City being interested before his injury. I'm not having that at all because Spain hardly look at him. They don't even consider they don't even consider him a player that they would watch uh, if they were struggling in, in in that position. How do you know? They've got by the way. That, that. Spain, I mean, I know he has Spain, to play for Spain. Spain but how do you know that they're, no, they're he's, not... he's played like three times in God knows how long. But sure, he's never in contention for the squad. But they might be watching him. They might be watching his videos of his games. We can remember all you know. You don't know. Well, that, that makes it even worse though. Really, doesn't it? since he got into the squad, no, no. But I, I get that. I get that. But the thing is, he did those things before he had the injury, and the injury shouldn't really conflate the issue at all. At all because I, I genuinely, genuinely believe that there are people out there that think he's a worse player for the fact for the way he behaves off the pitch or think he's a better player for the way he behaves off the pitch when actually they're two totally different things I think he's wonderful off the pitch but I don't really care about Arsenal players and the way they behave off the pitch barring uh, you know a few things that would be uh, okay, completely he, unacceptable the pitch, the la- he scored a brilliant goal in the, in his, in the last game before the didn't he he, he, played, the- he actually played badly in that Chelsea game well, he, he scored a good goal he scored a great goal that, that, that sealed the result for us. But he us. didn't actually play and that well in the position he's meant to be playing in. How um, many have you got? I mean, I just don't feel like he made... I mean, he didn't, he didn't have the... He, had, he made a couple of errors yesterday. Yeah, I felt like generally he's an extremely competent um, fullback who also, attacking-wise, is obviously, his, I feel he's just more of his strength than anything. And I think he's, at the moment he's being asked, isn't he, to not to let... The other side be the more... The other side go and he... Yeah. Yeah, I get, and, I, I get all that. But I just, I just genuinely think that... And it's not just this season, and it's definitely pre-injury as well. He does certain things. Like, there was, a, there, was a, there was a ball that broke yesterday where he jumped with Joe Linton. And he jumped at completely the wrong time. And he was favourite to win the ball. And the ball bounced. And he lost it on the floor as well. And then they attacked up the wing. And there's no way... Any defender with half a brain from League Two upwards would have positioned themselves the way that he did in that little challenge. And that's in his head. And that means that he obviously isn't a good enough defender. As soon as Cedric's fit, are you pro giving him the opportunity? And <laughs> well, in? I would definitely give him some, uh, the element of competition. And if, if and I think he, he's fundamentally a better defender. Um, there's the going forward part, but then... Defenders aren't really there to go forward. It's a nice to have. I get the way that we're playing at the moment. Even on that side, we're not really. We're it might not really be an argument thinking Cedric forward. can really fancy his chances of, uh, of you know cementing a place mm. in the team. It's not unthinkable. I'm just looking at Bellerin's stats in the game. He he had um, he completed 62 of 71 passes. I mean, that's pretty good, isn't it? For yeah, a, a lot for of those were doing the sideways stuff. But right. yeah, that's fair. Okay. That, I mean, I just I, don't I, think he had that bad a game. I think he made a couple uh, of the, the one you're talking about. But I remember that is, moment. But I think is, in general, he's been one of our more consistent better, players. Better Matt. teams will capitalise on what he did yesterday. Matt, what do you think about Hector? Right, I yesterday was a day. Sorry, yesterday was a day where I felt Cedric signing makes a bit more sense for me. Um, but I think uh, I don't. I don't agree with Alan in the way he was playing before the injury. I think Emery probably ruse that injury because he was a very potent part of our attack 
back then. And you can say... It was the outlet ball, yeah, yeah. correct. You yeah. can say that's a nice to have, but that's the way the team was set up. And yeah. that's what we're doing on the left-hand side at the moment. Mm. We're playing with a left-back exactly. who's primar- yeah. primarily an attacker. Yeah. Um, I do think City were genuinely, genuinely interested in when, when he was a lot younger because it was all the Northwest journalists who were running these stories and saying Hector Bellerin wants to join City. Yeah. Now, someone, somewhere in the Northwest is uh, briefing these journalists. Yeah. I wonder who that is. That's City. <laughs> but... That was when he was raw potential. I don't think he's lived up to that potential. That was like four or five years ago when he signed mm. that. But he has had a lot of injuries. Contract, though, he? I yeah. mean, he's had a lot. Yeah, he hasn't. He has. Rarely has he had a full season. You know, but where. that. But and with all due respect to him, that's another mark against him in terms of. Sure, you have to I just feel like in the scheme of things, is is that really an issue? Is the, I mean, we have ball play in that. No, position, no, no. So. The only issue I'm, okay. I'm highlighting here is the yeah. fact that he doesn't. He, the basic principles of defending, he sometimes just doesn't go along sure. with them, which could be an issue against sure. better teams. Sure. Um, people are saying, I want to talk about a couple of other things outside, but people are saying about the, the struggling situation with, with Aubameyang and Lacazette. Mm. What, what, is the, what is the long-term answer to that? Do you think, you know, I'm sure on Thursday, for example, Lacazette will start, I'm imagining, mm. and Martinelli maybe. I'm, you know, just on a, it seems to make sense on a, on a rotating basis. But do you think, in a way, one way around the whole conundrum is to rotate them between now and the end of the season anyway? Because we need to take the Europa League, don't we, as seriously as we do the league. Um, but is, is the, a lot of fans seem to be saying, let's get rid of one of Aubameyang or, or Lacazette and get some money for them. And you know, a lot of people are saying, well, Bamiyang are one of our most valuable assets, sell him, it's all fine because we've got other... But for me, I, I think I'm predicting now, right, I don't know what the betting is, I'm predicting now both will still be at the club at the, end of, at the beginning of next season. That would be odds against... Okay, definitely be odds against. Not okay. a big price, but it'd be odds yeah. against. Yeah. yeah, I just think. Just think from a business with new contracts or allowing their contracts to run down. Because that, I mean, that's why. Yeah. yeah, I mean that is why with new contracts. Yeah, I think there's possibility. Both new contracts, yeah. yeah, I mean, who's, are they both what, well, about to? Certainly, Aubameyang. I well, think. that price will definitely change if we get Champions League football, right? By hook or by crook, right? But, you know, if we get it through Europa League or fifth place, mm. those two will stay 100. Mm. percent So mm. that, I mean, that. Yeah, favour your argument, but at the moment I think, it's more but, unlikely than but likely. It's we more do unlikely yeah. than likely, and I think, just in pure business terms, we have to get rid of one, don't we? Do we have to? I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I, 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 I don't. Surprised. I guess the way we we've run the business would be a surprise. But like, who would have thought we would have spent whatever it was, seventy-two million on Pepe, without you know selling one of our major assets? Like, I just think actually, we we could carry on with, with this situation when we've got all these players. I think the fact that we are going to be paying that 72 million off for the next few years means we probably won't do it again without selling. One of those. You may be right, yeah. My worry is, uh, in Aubameyang's case, is is he going to be one of those strikers where the drop-off is sudden when he gets to a certain age? Mm. And will he be tied to a very nice fat contract at our club when that happens? Well, this is well what they don't give long past, deals, do they, really, once you get to... You know, no, I mean, that, I think that's one sensible thing that we've always had in place is that I know Wenger used to say, you know, if, you, if you're year. 30 and older, you, you prove yourself over one year, yeah. roll in one year. Um, I think that makes sense. I don't know whether or not that policy has remained. But I, he could, you know, he could even get a two-year contract and you say the drop-off could be quite stark at, at his age. Um, the, the other concern is, say, say we got 50 million for him. Who is coming to this right. club especially if it's a Europa League club yeah. well not even a Europa League club yeah. that's still possible yeah, that would be that 50 million going it's, yeah. it's almost going exactly. back in pockets exactly. that's like why that. I feel like the people who are saying we should sell him 
like quite vehemently, you know, I, I, I don't get the logic of it. For well, me, I don't, don't get the logic of that. People are arguing what, that we should definitely do it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot There's of Arsenal fans going, seen that. oh, yeah, I've yeah. seen a lot of it. Particularly, really? yeah, yeah. There's going to be some freshing up of this squad, isn't it? Yeah, of course, there has that to be. Mean, but for me, like, you know, you keep... Arteta was going to make some kind of impact on of the squad over the well, summer. I mean, so something's going to go. I mean, let, look, let's make no bones about it. And, and obviously, I started this debate at the, the start of the season, this Lacazette thing. Um, I mean, he shinned one in yesterday. I'm really pleased for him. But well, he didn't even that, shin, he he kicked it he went from one it. foot to the other. Yeah, he kicked it onto his other foot yeah. accidentally, and then yeah, went in. So I'm not going to get carried away about that. <laughs> sure, obviously that might signal a uh, confidence yeah. boost and something else. And mm. if he starts at Olympiacos, he's got a chance to get an away goal, which yep. obviously yep. that that's been an issue. So uh, out of the two. I'm not sure who would have him, but <laughs> I think not. there'd be plenty of takers for Lacazette. You think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, He's, uh, and uh, by the way, I also think Arteta really, really likes him. I think yeah. there's, you know, the way he talks about him. I know all managers. Yeah, but liking him, I mean, is is fine because I mean, he's he's. Do you mean as a player? I think yeah, as a, as a player, player, as a player and yeah. a person. I think he really, really likes. I think, I think he likes his work rate as well. Yeah, yeah all of the, all of that, and I th- and, you know, I think it was a fantastic moment yesterday. That like, I yeah. loved that. Like for me, that's what that's what. The smile, yeah. This yeah. just the the the. the th- I, what I liked about it was the honesty of it in a way, because yeah. I think some players pretend when they're on a massive goal drought. Could have pointed at his shirt. And yeah, said, like, why like are you I don't think me? I know. I yeah. know. We I know this Giroud comparison has gone on is, is ridiculous. It's gone <laughs> way out of that, and I, and I and I enjoy it. I don't think Giroud. I think Giroud would have been thinking too much about his own ego and everything yeah. to to kind of be as untrammeled in his emotion. As, as Lacazette was, I think Giroud would almost pretend he didn't have a 15-game goal drought or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. that he did have. Whereas yesterday, I liked the honesty of, I'm at, this is the greatest thing that can possibly happen to me right now because I haven't scored a goal agree. in so long. And a whole team celebrating, I thought it was fantastic. And no, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Were you tempted to make a trip to Athens for Thursday night? No. No. no, no. I mean, although I have to say the new the trip to Greece with Rob Ryan and Steve Coogan, which has some a lovely lovely Athens scenes in it, is, is fantastic. And that, that didn't some, yes inspire you. Almost, to that do almost it. would inspire me mm. slightly more than, than. But no, were you? Are you? I'm not um, going. No. Um, a lot of friends are, and they were very happy about the look of the weather about a week ago. But despite there being sun all week, the one day there's rain, oh, really? except for Thursday. Thursday. So oh, yeah. um, that's a blow. That is a blow for those that are going. I don't think we've actually sold out our allocation. It wasn't that big in the first place. No, I think people are slightly scared, aren't they, of the of the I don't know why of the, of, the, of their fans or something. They did, the they intensity did, of the of the. Well, they did. They like today all fired stuff. <laughs> there you go. Okay, that's yeah. why <laughs> they've asked the Arsenal fans not to make their own way to the stadium, right. but to, to take the right. sort of provider. Yeah, I mean, it is isn't it? Provide, which is a bit unusual it will be an intense atmosphere yeah. but before we go on to what our predictions by the way I just want to mention the, the, the Ian Wright does it under does everyone listen to the I'm Ian? halfway through yeah, it's, <sighs> it's unbelievable I mean I'm, not, I'm saying it's not only I mean I listen to Desert Undis fairly religiously anyway Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's not only and of course I was mentioned I don't know if you're aware of this series of Desert Undis by Russell T Davis in the, if you want to listen to that back about a couple of months ago so I've been mentioned on Desert Undis yeah just saying but <laughs> this was not only the one of the greatest desert on this ever, but one of the great forty-five minutes of radio. He's, it, yeah. like from the start, it's so emotional and, and raw. His honesty is incredible. Do you know what it felt oh. as a listener? Mm. It felt like they've got so much they had to cut. 
Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it, it he felt did like that him. from the word go. It was like yeah. bang, 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 yeah. bang. It was like two minutes, two minutes. And it, it must have been brilliant, brilliant. Edited because it still captured all the... Correct. That's, yeah. I think, it was a real yeah. piece of skill. Uh, it's, oh, it's unbelievable. I, I don't think there's anyone in any walk of life that couldn't benefit from listening to that 45 mm. minutes mm. and having a lot life lesson off the back of it. I'm not overstating it. I, mm. I genuinely think no, I agree, yeah. if you're a parent, a teacher... A, a, a young child, anything, anyone could benefit from listening to that. It's quite incredible. Yeah. Did you, Matt? Yeah, no, the, the kind of two things struck me about, you know, particularly our generation, how lucky not only the things we've seen, the things we've won, but to have a player like that attached to our club yeah. and still feel part of our club afterwards when he's become such a sort of national treasure. And also, I mean, it, wasn't, it was only a few weeks ago that Lauren Laverne was being attacked for oh, her interview style. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, by idiots, yeah, by idiots. Yeah. 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 But that yeah. was a real lesson in actually half the skill is letting someone talk yeah, when, uh, yeah. you know, when it's coming out. Righty, in many ways, his time at the club was what, six years? Six years? Yeah, six years. I'm sure you're right. Yeah, yeah you got... He's arguably the most associated player. Many players that play for longer at the club. Yeah, I wonder, is he, is he like, if you asked fans of other clubs which other player they're most associated with ours, it, it's him, isn't it? Yeah, do you, know how, uh, do yeah. you know how I would take that? Is that if you speak to someone who's not into football or you chat to a girl, they know or, Ian or, Wright. They know. Mm. Uh, do they know Ian Wright? I suppose if you're they know that Ian age, Wright, yeah, because of what he does in, in, in other yeah, worlds. Yeah, he had a period. Ian Wright had a period. I mean, it's easy to forget now. Before he became a pundit, which is what he did want Gladiators. to do. Can I he just? Was a, he was an entertainment. Yeah. yeah, I interviewed him for Heat, for my, my my day job. Oh yeah, a few times, and he was complete. He completely transferred his life to becoming an, an entertainment figure. Yeah. I mean, he regrets it now. He's quite he's quite interesting. Honest about that, he thinks he shouldn't have done that. But you know, he didn't he want did to be the it. clown, did he? Yeah, he, he, did, he yeah. didn't want to be. He was kind of persuaded to do it by his then agent and, and managers. And, you know, you could be a TV person. Yeah. He still, he was still obsessed with football. Wanted to be a proper. His dream was being a proper pundit yeah. on match day, which he is now. Can I just clarify? Yeah. When when I said or chatting to a girl, I did mean from experience. I didn't mean just chatting to a girl as in they don't know about football. <laughs> yeah, right. I meant actually before when I've talked Good to clarification women yes. that don't like. But yeah, he's a famous so, figure. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, 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 and now and, like, a lot of the content that goes. Abroad, the Premier League productions, he's sort of, you know, regularly on that as yeah, well as doing all his, yeah. you know, he's also seen almost as like you know, ITV England stuff, he's, you know, very big on. So it's, yeah, he's yeah, become yeah. like a sort of the ex player that represented England, who's oh, also seen as a bit of like one of us, like from, yeah. from that. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing to have someone so connected to the club who, you know, we can all be incredibly proud of. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, Can I also plug yes. for the final time yes. this Sunday ahead of the Everton game? I've mentioned it a couple of times. We've got Nigel Winterburn coming down to the Arsenal hub. We've got uh, there's going to be about twenty five thirty people playing football seven aside tournament. We've got room for a couple more, maybe up to five more people. We don't need to know anyone else. If you want to come along and play uh, alongside Nigel, then we're going to have a Q and A with Nigel and also Perry Groves upstairs um, in the Arsenal hub. So it's right next door to the Arsenal Armory outside the stadium. If you do want to come, just drop me an email info at playwiththelegend.com um, we are asking for donations direct to two fantastic charities that one of my close friends is is doing he's visiting all 92 football stadiums in 92 hours next week I'm going to go join him for a day of it we're going I'm meeting in Doncaster early Wednesday morning and then getting dropped off somewhere like Luton or Stevenage somewhere somewhere I can get home from so <laughs> I'll be able to let you know about who's that who's hosting the Q&A with Nigel Winterman that will probably be me. Okay, good. Yeah. Can I just say, it's well worth doing. It, you will not regret it. It yeah. was, uh, if I wasn't away this weekend, I'd definitely be doing it. 
Yeah, but whilst this is being put on by Players Agent, it is always being covered, so it's all direct to the two charities. Brilliant. So do let me know if you want to come. That's brilliant. Um, but we have to do, uh, we've got a double prediction um, to do. We've got the Olympiakos away Thursday, and we have the thorny matter of what I'm calling a mid-table six-pointer against Everton on uh, Sunday. Matt, what do you think with the Olympiakos game? I think we will go there and win, but I think it'll be quite tight, maybe 2-1. Yeah, Alan? Uh, I was going to say 2-1 as well, and I know we can. So, yes, 2-1. Yeah. Joshua? Maybe 1-0 to, to the Arsenal. No, I was going to say 1-0. Yeah, yeah, maybe Lacazette. The clean sheets, by the way. I mean, I know, you know, we, we rode our luck a bit, but the clean sheets. It's all right. It's, it's, it's just like a new thing. Yeah. Like a completely un, unheard of phenomenon. Um, and we didn't even mention, like... Like um, people like Jaka becoming totally rehabilitated in, by the by, you know. Um, well, a little bit. He did, a little bit. I mean, he tried his best. He got booked within about a second, a minute. That was he? crazy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that, that was crazy. But he, you, know. you know, he's in Mustafi. for a booking and Mustafi, giving a ball. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, so you know, I, all right, touch wood, but almost rehabilitated. I mean, you wouldn't have thought, would you, like this far into Arteta's reign, that they would be absolutely playing pretty much day in, week in, week out, and kind of not being terrible. Anyway. And it was only last year that Olympiacos drew at home to Spurs. I remember quite oh, okay. in that Champions League. Okay. So, yeah, over two legs expect us to. Yeah, to I think the Ever- this Everton thing is a tough one, isn't it? Well, I we can't know. make any more mistakes if we are going to dream of this, you know, fourth it's so fifth important. situation. Right. We, it's we, so important, need, isn't it? Yeah, because there's it could no more be room this, for mistakes right. in games we should win. It could be well, but they're they're on a run, aren't they? And they, they, you they've know. got this amazing goal scoring threat called Theo. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Brought the best out of Theo. I mean, it's a joy to see. Discover they're two points above us at the moment. Is that all? Oh. Um, it feels like more. It feels like they've had a So we would, go above, we would go above them. I mean, that is a bit, it's huge, isn't it? This is a huge game. Because people say, I, I made this point to, to Derm at the weekend, and people are saying, oh, you know, um, Arteta's got a free run. They can do whatever he likes. All fine. But when it comes down to it, if we lost, like, you'd be gutted, wouldn't you? Everyone would be devastated yeah. if we lost. Because from the promise we showed... In this game, winning four 0 Anyway, Alan, what do you think is going to happen in that game? Um, I think it'll be another two-one. I, I just think that we can't mm. sort of we can't afford to have mm. drops in games against sides that can attack with quite a potent threat. And I know I'm mucking about that Walcott, but they can attack well. Um, but they also concede. I mean, they shipped was it three against Newcastle? We didn't yeah. ship any against recently. Yeah. I know football doesn't work like that, but. Was it 2-2-1? Two, 2-2. Two, two, two. Two, two they let those two goals in. in no, 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 no. Newcastle won that game, didn't they? Everton-Newcastle. 2-2. Two, two. Two, Everton two. were 2-0 up with oh, like, yes, a minute of course, to play. Yeah, pick, yes, of course. Um, so they shipped two goals against them. I, I think they'll get a goal against us. But I think we'll win the game. I think we'll keep on trucking with this and it'll be wins rather than draws. Mm. Matt? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to say the same as Alan, like I did for the last game. But um, no, I think exactly the same. I, I just don't think we're capable of maintaining a clean sheet against this team. But I do think the things I saw you know, in patches in the second half yesterday, things are beginning to click. And I think we will do what we need to win. So it looks mm. like another 2-1. Okay. I wonder how many players will be involved from both games. That, I mean, that yeah, that'll be key because yeah. obviously Everton would have had a full... Yeah. Uh, week of rest well we haven't won consecutive Premier League games since the opening two games is that right? I mean was it Newcastle and then Burnley right. we had yeah. at the start of the season and since then it's been you know a maximum of one win 
um, which has never been followed up with another. But I think we're going to change that. I'm also going to say 2-1, board. I can't say 2-1 as well. I mean, I know it's... Yeah, within, I, I mean, I can. It feels obvious, doesn't it? But... I'm, I'm going to go bold and say... I'm you probably go... want Theo to score. You'd be like, oh, I hope I'll yeah, show him the Theo to score. Yeah, I'd quite score. like Theo to score. In, in, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I'm going to, I think Theo's going to score and it'll be 3-2. I think it's going to be a thriller. Yeah, well, he only got his first goal of the season the other day, didn't he, at Watford? They got two on this. He got, yeah. He got two. He's on a roll. He's on a roll. He's on two. Yeah, he's on Calvin a streak. Calvin has been scoring a lot, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has, he has improved them a lot, hasn't he? Still only done. 30, Theo Walcott. Wow. Blimey. Same age as Aubameyang. Big season for Both. him next year. <laughs> They used to get trotted out yeah. every summer, didn't it? Um, He's got great PR, like Alex Oxlade Jones. Oh, both got such a great cynic. PR. You're such a cynic. They, they have. Liverpool seriously. fans love the Ox now. They well, love him. Have, they a little, have a little search around this Norwich oh, game. No. They're slowly realising. Oh, I watched the Norwich game. It was. I mean, they're, they're slowly all... realising he's eight out of ten. <laughs> five, 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 They'll come four. through. Eight out of ten, five, no. five, five, four. No. Injured, 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 no, 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 injured. No. My best mate's a Liverpool fan. Five, he's, four, he's, four, he's fully four. in favour. So of him. harsh. I'm he's not, fully in favour. Not having him. him. No, he's doing well. He's doing well. He's going to win. He's about to win the yeah. fucking, you know. Are you bad? Yeah, but anyone could have gone there and won that. I mean, uh, that is not going to prove that Klopp's done something to him. He is exactly the same player. I love and the it's fact much that somehow ended up talking about it's much easier. You know what? He is going to get in the England squad for the summer, isn't he? Of course he is. Well, this has been enough. I, I promise there because he's the kind to, of player in theory we need I mean in practice you know it's always it's not impossible done. to start for him yeah. well look I've, I've had a running I've had a running he's got to choose who he wants to play for isn't he yeah. Saka I think yeah. he'll I've had a running debate with uh, Miguel Delaney that he, he said Southgate came out with a quote saying that um, he would have definitely started all the games in the World Cup yes in fit. Russia yeah but it's very easy I'm, I'm saying it's very easy for him to say that now because it's an absolute throwaway line it didn't happen and he didn't so it's a, it's a lovely way to boost him up. I, I, mm. I genuinely think he won't he won't start for England because people will find him out. And he's slowly being well, found your, out your, at Liverpool. Your, fi- your views on um, him are as famous as your views on um, Theo lots of other players. Lots of other players. <laughs> yeah, but thank you. Uh, thanks, Matt. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Josh. And we'll be back when we're back next Monday. Next Monday yeah, after yeah. hopefully two victories. Yes, let's hope so. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.